Hello and welcome to another episode of SparkCast. Today we're going to veer a little off course and continue our watch of The Mighty Orbots, episodes 10, 11, 12. And joining us today we have... Thomas? I think it was a, a name. I forgot my shtick for a second. It's been so long. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Uh, yeah, this is Sammy. I can't think of squat. Wait, no, hold on. This is Cobra Sammy. It's the wrong show. <laughs> and also joining us back again today is... Hi, I'm Andy. How's it going, guys? I hope you guys aren't picking up the recording of my cat obsessively her claws from the bathroom against her bathroom wall going brum, 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 over and over again for five minutes. But anyway. Uh, yeah, the, we can hear that. I was wondering what that was. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, she's a clean freak. All right, I got dogs over here that are going to keep interrupting the recording. <laughs> but don't worry. That's the only interruption. In fact, that means she has done her business and won't be making that loud of a noise until tomorrow. Fun deleting all this. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to redo the intro? Was the cat a volume that loud? Also, we've just been talking for like a minute now. <laughs> I know, but screw it. You guys get to hear my cat and the way I have to hear her every day. I. <laughs> so anyway. So something that's pretty funny, um, Andy, when I was editing the last episode of the Mighty Orbots, between each review of the episode, or, or maybe it's for the next one I'm going to edit, I can't remember, I just know I, um, but I found the theme song, the Spanish, the Korean, and the Chinese theme song for Mighty Orbots, but no Japanese theme song. Um, actually, that's funny you say that, because the first episode we're going to be talking about, when I was trying to obsessively find these things on some type of bootleg or some type of, like, anywhere, somebody uploaded two episodes of the Japanese version. And one is Levi one was episode 10, Leviathan, and the other was Cosmic Circus. And I was just, I was going to say this when we got to episode 10. I Frankensteined it together with my crappy bootlegs of just the, the really, like, uh, so I had really good quality Japanese episodes with like the Japanese subtitle, but with like really cruddy, like English dialogue. But that long story short, the intro, I, I think is the same. Huh. I mean, they don't have a Japanese voiceover for all the, for the theme uh, song. They just leave it as yeah, is. They, they just leave it as is, but the, they got different voice actors. Um, oh, okay. And, Interesting. Yeah. And the guy who plays Rob is the same guy who plays, uh, I forgot his name in God Mars, the main guy, guy, I think his name is God Mars. Cool. Who wants to provide us with a brief summary of episode 10 for our viewers and totally not myself from when I watched it a few months ago? The Orbots infiltrate a circus used by Umbra by posing as the flying Robotis? I forget how they pronounced it in the show. Robotis, that's what they called them. <laughs> there is also a magician who is evil. And a tiger who is evil. <laughs> Whose name was Tigron, I think. Uh, my my first note is the is the narrator the evil guy of this episode <laughs> like totally See, not the narrator can never be the villain he is a good boy narrator constantly good boy gary owens is good <laughs> was he the yes. evil villain this episode uh just kind of slightly disguising his voice so it wasn't that apparent maybe i mean they only had like eight voice actors for this whole thing <laughs> So my, my immediate th thought was watching this. I was like, oh my God, another circus episode. Like every cartoon has one. Even like the Galaxy Rangers one I just watched a while ago had one. Mm -hmm. I think even Ninja Turtles go to the circus. I don't know. Do they go? To oh my God, I don't think the Ninja Turtles ever went to the circus. Holy crap. I mean, there's like what, 300 episodes of 80s Turtles? There's got to be one where they go to the circus. All right. If anybody can find that, you're going to have to post it here. Maybe I'll I'll send them a small Ultra Madness bobbleheady thing that I still have, if I can find. That's a lot of work. That's a that's a pretty big reward for a Google search. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, one of them dressed as a clown at one point. 
I feel like I Michelangelo just... had to be the one that was the clown. You're 100 mm-hmm. percent right. I just googled it. He's in a cl- they have a toy. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hey, but the t- so there's a lot of toys that were made not based on any actual episodes. Oh my god. That thing that defies... What kid wants that? No one wants really Ni- Michelangelo as a clown. You don't get a choice. I mean, it probably came in some uh, kid's mill or some cereal box or something. I enjoy that he has, like, pom-poms in his hair head, question mark. <laughs> I don't want to look at this. This isn't a Turtles podcast. <laughs> anyway... So they only got hired as clowns. They only got hired, I mean, as uh, performers here because the blue guy can change to a bike. So he finally contributed to something and isn't depressed now. <laughs> He's... Well, he did, he made that shield that reflected that light back. Yeah, I, I know. But <laughs> let's see if that helps him with his depression this episode. So their plan was just to what? To pretend to be in there, then fake, fake a fall, and then get through? Or... Uh, well, they were spying, know. and then, of course, the villains get too impatient and kind of ruin the whole plan. Dia, she's like, well, this circus sucks. I'm leaving and going home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. God she's always leaving Rob's dates. I mean, she really does Yeah, I was like going to say, not only does she does she feel that the circus sucked, Rob was a terrible date. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> like when he took her to the museum to learn about, like, I don't know, snails or something. You can tell it was going to go well when the when the date starts off and she's like, "Where's that other commander or boss guy?" It wouldn't have matter what he did. She would just be like, "Nah, I want the other dude." In, in my notes, I have that Dia friend zones Rob hard. Yes. <laughs> also, I enjoy that like when the villain, the the clone her or whatever comes out, he she's like, "Yeah, let's go on a date." And he's like, "There's something wrong here." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like Wait, she doesn't like me. That was that was rough. <laughs> it's like he knows. Oh, that's right. So like there was there was like a scene or two in here that was kind of funny because it serves no purpose other than to describe to the viewer what's going on. Like earlier, you think, what's the point of this scene about the defense system? <laughs> this serves no purpose. And you're like, oh, okay, because they're gonna have to come right. steal it later or something. I'm just like, why are we wasting so much time here? And I'm like, oh, it is it's, good. It's funny, they it's just funny. add other characters <laughs> that like, oh, these characters have, you know, that they're adding other characters besides the main, you know, six. And then it's just like, no, it's just it's just the guy who does Rob's voice <laughs> doing a terrible <laughs> voice for some of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. They spend all their budget on animation. They're not going to hire more <laughs> voice actors. That, I mean, true. Uh, but going, oh, sorry, really quick, I want to go back to Dia. And mm-hmm. uh, my notes I have, getting together later, Rob's like, okay. Then Rob's very astute. It's like, she's into me. Something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just funny how that happens. Oh, God. And speaking of Dia, I was like, does she ever get any time off? <laughs> I was like, geez, no. <laughs> she likes someone she's never seen. She's never met. Uh, my other note was like, well, how does she get any time off? She's there for like an hour and then says, I got to go back to work and leaves him. And I'm just like, I don't, that's like, you never see her, her or Yondu, like, ever, like, on vacation or even off a 24-hour day, like, just going on their lunch break. It's like, they must be there all the time. <laughs> they're the only two people that know what they're doing, apparently. Well, what real work does Rondu even do? <laughs> I mean, he kind of just says, uh, I don't know, Probably need your kind of weird, something's <laughs> going on, go check this out. Did anybody else listen to the music this episode that felt like it was supposed to be a sitcom music? That's kind of the feeling I got from the music. Like it was different this episode. It was how so? Pretty, I have like I have very very jazzy. Mm-hmm. It was like a, almost a Seinfeldian. <laughs> God, I'm trying to interpret this note. It says uh, the next person in the hall of mirrors is going to be like. What are these people behind the glass banging to get free? <laughs> Why aren't they me? <laughs> like, I kid, though, because that's just visually to show the viewer that they're trapped inside. Because otherwise, you know, kids wouldn't probably understand. One of, one of my favorite lines, it goes, once, uh, once we figured out how the mirrors work, we undid the process. I'm like, cool, way to get out of explaining how you did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, I thought I just, like, had a moment where I spaced out. But good to know they didn't actually explain it. <laughs> no, it was in the last, like, two minutes of the episode. It's like, once we figured it out, maybe we got them out. Like, oh, oh okay. They did good. it with magnet bands, right? 
No, they didn't explain it at all. No, <laughs> that explanation was the explanation. Like ten, like five seconds before the episode goes to black. Cool, great. Ten out of ten writing, everyone. Yeah, and it was so. I mean, I, I almost forgot left. about it before they mentioned it too, because it they just the way they forced it into that that scene. It was like, oh wow, that's right. You guys really just made it obvious that yeah, that's what you didn't explain this at all. Well, they, they, they put some type of urgency to it because, like, the mirrors are breaking. I'm like, oh, crap, we have to get get them out of here because they'll right. die, you know? And right. I'm like, oh, no. maybe they'll die. I don't know. The mirror's breaking. <laughs> I have a weird question. How are the Orbots undercover? Because the ringleaders saw them as robots saving their ship. Unless this world is just populated with tons of sentient robots, and they're just the only sentient robots with magical powers. Because... The guy who's working for Umbra immediately knows who they are, like, right? Like, no, just, that I, doesn't really work. Well, I think that, okay, yeah, that, that was a little weird because he was like, if you know any local talents, let me know. And then, like, I don't know, like, it did, did they know? I think they, when they were getting in, they were just like, let's, uh, let's evade the galaxy patrols, you know, defense yeah. systems by, by getting in. And then, like, if you know any talent, let us know. And then, uh, then uh, Rondu's like, I'm going to put you in the circus. You'll see it too. You know, like as kind of a thing because Tigron was uh, later was like, oh my gosh, they're mighty Orbots. And it's like, you were there, Tigron. Can't, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he didn't know. I think we were supposed to also believe that because they were wearing these terrible outfits, that was the perfect disguise because he was kind of like surprised when Those outfits were wonderful. <laughs> they were ten out of ten beautiful. Whoever whoever designed them gets a pay raise. Oh God, yeah. And then, <laughs> and, and and then he's like, "You call yourself the Flying Robotties," and like, and Ono's like, "Yep, sure. Let's go go with it." Yeah, yeah. He it seemed like he was like, "I don't really believe this," but then he just completely bought in. And in my head, I want to say that he did not know who they were, and that. He always throws out that line. If you know any talent, let him let him come tell him I'm looking for folks. Because that's the way, probably how he makes money, just flying around the, the planet, getting free, cheap labor, just because somebody <laughs> who wants to catch getting a spotlight 15 minutes of fame. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Like, yeah, because he is surprised about that because apparently the disguises are working. So um, I have on my notes that this plan isn't terrible, but the more I think about it, it was pretty, really like a, a pop and circumstance. Like, Hopefully, the people who are head of the Galactic Patrol come to see your circus. I really <laughs> hope they do, because if they don't, they're just you're just playing a show for people. Wait, but they're going undercover because they think the circus is working for Umbra, right? Or somebody well, there? Well, yes, but but they but uh, well, the worst Umbra... scenario is that they still get money. Yeah. But, but the worst part is the employees still go there. Like, why is yeah. Dia there if they suspect it? I mean, she could but, be but... kidnapped, or and she is. Same with anybody who works there, you know. But Umber's plan was, I will get these guys in here, so I get their was aura, their uh, their aura code, and they they put they put their hands on that like weird spear thing, right? And like uh, the aura scan, that's what it's called. They like so their their plan was like, let's hope they come to the circus, and if they do, we'll nab them, you know. Well, hey, the circus is in town. Everyone goes to the circus. We work so hard. Let's go to the circus. Oh. So, by the way, I was proven right earlier. Other people actually do see them on the other side of the mirror. Because Rob sees them. So how are they going to hide them from other people who just stumbled into the Hall of Mirrors? Was it just some random bouncer out there going, oh, mirrors are closed today? <laughs> uh, yeah, that lizard frogman. Maybe he, he, he was the bouncer. The guy who was spying on the spies. Or the attraction. It's just a horror show now. What's a horror show? The, the mirrors with the, with oh, the guys in it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. They they'll look at those mirrors and be like, "Wow, it really just seems like there's somebody right there." But as like uh, going back to the beginning a little bit, like how the circus formed out of the uh, out of the train just being pieces and then just kind of forming out of the act. I, I thought that was actually kind of cool. Like, it wasn't just like coming out of nowhere. It was like forming out of the elements of the train. I was like, okay, that's that's like okay. So I'll put some time into that. There was a ton of heavy shading in this episode, like to make the episode look good. Like mm. with lighting and stuff like that, it was like a lot more apparent than the previous episodes. Yeah, and in the next couple episodes, they get really, really intense with par the character expressions and animations. But they, yeah, this episode is like they're they're really ramping it up. I don't know if they realize they're going to be done soon, and they're just going to be like, "Hey, let's give it all or nothing." 
But yeah, they really, really ramped up the character expressions. What is it? I don't know what I'm referring to in this note because it says, Dia, come on. Rob finds you, leaves, then a mighty, then mighty Orbots immediately show up. I don't know what this comment is referring to. <laughs> is it like the end of the episode? I don't know. Was that when Elephantsaurus was attacking? I don't know. Elephantsaurus? It's the only one I can my note taking. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you're probably talking about the fake Dia, right? Because real Dia was in the, the mirror the whole time. Oh, Most okay. The episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did Rob do when he thought something was up? Did he do anything at all? Or did he just like go back to where she came from? Like the mirrors, right? I don't, I don't know what happened. Like, why did he even leave the circus? Because she left him, got captured, and then he was just kind of wandering around, around. I mean, and then he found her when he thought that she had already left for the day. Oh, like, oh was it because work. he was watching the, the, the robotics do their act and it seemed dangerous? So then he hit it out. And then that whole sequence happened while he was just walking outside, I guess. Yeah, I think it was like a like pop and circumstance. Like, oh, here she is. And it's like, wait a minute, everything's reversed. <laughs> I take special extra attention to you, Dia. <laughs> oh, yeah. And didn't didn't escape a monster on a roller coaster? Yeah, that was Bort. Okay, yeah, good idea. That that sounds like a great idea. So what, then, I like I, it, what I like about that scene is that when he, after Bort takes care of the monster, Bort just falls like from like 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 they animate the monster like you know being defeated, but then Bort just like there's no sound effect or anything. Bort and his the roller coaster car just falls down. <laughs> wow, I think I was, I was like yeah, because then what the snake guy tries to follow him on the cart. I was like one car doesn't go faster than the other, man. <laughs> Bort pulls out a magic flute that puts monsters to sleep, and I write, "What is happening anymore?" Not monsters, just snakes. That only works on snakes. Oh, okay, ah. snakes. Okay. It's I'm age, sorry. It's I'm going by kid logic here. So, but yeah. But overall, what did, do you guys have any more notes, or what did you think of the episode overall? I thought uh, it was it fun. Was, yeah, I thought it was, it was fine. Okay. It, it, it was fine. It was a cute premise. Nothing. It was nothing really too too super intense. But uh, I just I just like the idea that they're really excited about the circus in the beginning, and then got oh no, the circus is evil. What do you know? <laughs> it was. Uh... Of the batch episodes, it was not the worst. Oh. It would be pretty hard to beat the worst episode of this batch because I, I have one note that episode and that episode was terrible. Wait, one of the oh. next two episodes is your worst episode, according the to you. Next episode is oh, no. Wow. Oh man, this is my this is my favorite episode. Sammy, do you have more uh, comments about circus bots? Uh, it's a pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hi. Okay. I thought you were continuing to talk after you no. left. No, okay. that was it. Okay. <laughs> That's it for me. Okay. Uh, so that was that episode as a transition between here. Andy, you want to talk about anything uh, Orbitz related that isn't the episodes? Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, let me go <laughs> calling down. calling you on the spot again. I know. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if I met, I might be repeating myself and I apologize if I am, because it's been a while since we did this. There's one episode coming up, it's episode 12, and there's some really beautiful space fighting scenes in it and some really great panning shots. And I was just like, I wonder what people, the other art directors did. So I really, I look it up and 99% of them worked on Space Adventure Cobra. <laughs> and like, oh, okay. Like Galgo thirteen, Battleship Yamato. Like I, I guess I'll get into more details. Well, not um, the artist, but you mentioned previously that one of the directors on these episodes did that, right? Uh, yeah, uh, De yeah, De Dezuki. I'm oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he worked on Space Adventure Cobra. He that was like not one of his first, but like in the early '80s, one of his like first directorial roles. And he he also directed the Rainbow Bright cartoon, Galgo thirteen. He Ashita, I think he Ashita no Joe. Like he did a ton. By the way, since the last time we talked about Cobra, a complete everything Blu-ray box set has been released. What? Including all the OVAs and the original series and the, the movie. I must go to there. Check out Right Stuff with one F dot... Oh, oh sorry. RightStuffAnime.com is where I usually look for anime. The last two years, I've gone there for their Black Friday sales, which are sometimes like 75% off. So I occasionally see if there's anything new, and they just released all of it. I'm like, thanks. After I've already watched it, now I don't want it to watch it all again. <laughs> <laughs> Cobra's adorable. I, I really like that. 
because that just came out this year, last year. Oh, they're 20% off currently. Better hop off this podcast and go buy it. We are not supported by Rice. <laughs> you know, they're pretty chill, though. <laughs> Sponsored, that was the word. Try not to buy that much anime this Black Friday sale. But I still bought about, like, six. So that's a lot more, less than the 20 I bought the airport previously when I first discovered their sales. They're really good sales. I think I got all of the Dirty Parrot anime there, like all the DVDs. Oh, yeah. I got the movie collection and the OVA collection, but I never did buy the two-part TV collection just because I wasn't sure if I'd enjoy it. It's it's very... The movies are kind of separate, but, like, yeah, the TV show's really enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's the OVAs that aren't that good because I think I remember watching them and not being into them. But then when I watched the TV series, like, oh, the series is actually better than the OVAs, even though the OVAs were the last things ever produced for it. Mm. I got, oh, I got one, I got a fact. I'll give this, you know, give to Sammy. Shingo Araki, uh, who mm-hmm. also worked on Space Adventure Cobra, Lupin, Ulysses 31, whatever, whatever. He also was the character designer for Yu-Gi-Oh! and the key animator for G.I. Joe the movie. You're welcome. Oh, shit. All right. Okay. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Write that on the people I want to meet <laughs> list. Yeah, it's Shingo uh, Araki, A-R-A-K-I. I don't know if that's how you pronounce that's it. But... The name sounds so familiar. I guess I need to get around to eventually watching the G.I. Joe 80s movie, huh? Please don't. Just, what? No, just, what no, do you just mean, watch... please don't? Don't. Watch, watch, watch the, the first, first five minutes. I was just going to say, yeah, just watch the first five minutes. You're good. Yeah, the first five minutes are mm, mm, beautiful. So but it's then, like a like, good yeah, action it's... scene to draw you in? It's a freaking like music video all pumped up and like it's it's great. That Cobra. part and all the uh the Cobra part. His his stuff. That stuff is good. It's very good. <laughs> uh no, wait, like what happens in Cobra Law? Because we're gonna have fighting words. <laughs> Cause that was garbage. Yeah, it's a lot of dumb things that happen. Yes. Really it was not so- good. <laughs> that's funny so yeah i'll uh i guess i'll just have to check out some of the episodes someday just maybe the maybe start, the first cold slither if it's like all shows from the day the first episode is a five-parter of five episodes the right? first three are five-parters oh my god so this fun fact which i just realized because I, I haven't actually been looking at any of the writers the very first two episodes were actually written by that Donald Glut guy who wrote the Dinobots episodes, he actually wrote the Phoenix episode and this circus episode we just watched. Oh. He's, he did, I think, eight to ten episodes of the original series, and he wrote both of those episodes with Douglas Booth, who I can't recall if we talked about him on Transformers or if he's just a different writer I don't know. But I do know we've talked about David Wise. Yeah. Once we get into uh, the last episode, it's like the first two and the last were written by Michael Reeves, who's also in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle writer. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so you guys want to go on to the next episode? コンピューターマジンオンブラは初夏に宇宙制覇を目論んでいた。ギャラクシーパトロール隊の隊長はロ。女子のサイボーグオーノ。巨大な力を持つポー。変身サイボーグポー。超能力サイボーグブートポー。
Kleptos, you know, the thief. He, <laughs> you know, he classy name. Listen, the, the, na the names were not so good here, but... <laughs> it, Excuse it just, me, Belladonna is an amazing name. Oh, no, no, but okay. Belladonna is an amazing character design, and, like, I really wish we got a season two of this because she's so good and just so cool. I would have loved to see more female foils in this show because it was just so out of, out of left field, you know, just, yeah. like, here... This like this sexy lady character with like this robot. I, yeah, I did like, like her as a villain in this episode because it just seemed interesting. And plus, didn't I think at the end she had a good well, maybe not her as a fight scene, but at least whatever she created as a fight scene. My first comment though is a complaint: like they didn't even know what they were stealing. What stupid villains' ideas are these? <laughs> that was how my initial impression started though when I'm watching it. This is another moment where I thought I just spaced out because like I was just like, okay, they must have explained this. No. No, they didn't. I like wrote down a prediction. I'm like, they're going to knock this over right after they say it's dangerous. And then let's play. Oh, oh, they did is my notes. <laughs> <laughs> also, so dangerous it can destroy a planet. Why, why is this place not more protected? What is going on? I think I was just confused at some things. Like, I was like, was I paying attention in the beginning or not? <laughs> like, like what Sammy was asking. It's and all, Yeah. Why would Bort just, if it's so important, why not just put it back in the ship? Just, no, I'm going to put it here. <laughs> and let's walk all the way to the destination. Through this dangerous city that is supposed to be the most densely populated planet in the universe. <laughs> I, I think I was confused with the plot a little bit, because I'm like, so Umbra wasn't actually going to steal this pod originally. She was going to steal it and contacted Umbra to get help stealing it because she works for him, right? Hmm. It wasn't like Umbra's plan originally. At least that was my impression. I don't know. Usually Umbra's behind everything, so I could be wrong about that. Yeah, I, th I think she just is like undercover and says like, this might help you. Because I don't remember a huge Umbra presence in this episode. I think he appeared maybe like once. Like I'm not, I'm not recalling it. Yeah, I don't remember him wanting it explicitly. It just seemed like, well, like, well if they're carrying it around. <laughs> Say that again? Might as well. He's like, that's a dangerous thing. Might as well just take it. <laughs> <laughs> oh i like this comment they're like this place could use some serious urban renewal i'm like yeah let's kick out all those undesirables and build some high-rise apartments oh my baby God. Uh, <laughs> I, I i i have i have under my notes this comment has not aged well <laughs> <laughs> who said that i think i think bo did bo was like uh, the orange oh one God. she was like and i just like uh 80s you're so so naive <laughs> <laughs> it's like let, let's do trickle down economics. Let's let's talk about how that's gonna work. <laughs> oh God, can we please not bring up Reagan? <laughs> you know, show about robots. No robots. It's the right time period. Come on. <laughs> we were very stupid in the eighties. Very stupid. It's like you say that like we changed. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. I do have some animation comments. So. The background lights in this whole episode reminded me of a lot of anime-esque uh, things. Like, I actually said it reminded me of Space Adventure Cobra because of the fast movements of the lighting in the scenes. <laughs> well, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> now I know why. I'll go to my fourth note. I love these characters and settings. They're Dezeki AF. <laughs> yeah, and I thought, I wrote that the animation was actually really good in this episode. A lot of the movements in this were actually really well done. Like the way people move wasn't like awkward and blocky because everyone was inexperienced. It looked like people actually know how people move through physical space and like how fast it works in this episode. Sometimes it's not consistent from episode to episode. Like it'll only be minute, you know, two to five where it looks good. And then somehow minute six will not be good. Well, maybe it's not noticeable to most people, but you can just tell the way people move sometimes that a different group of animators did this next scene. But in this one, everything seemed really consistent with the art style. Uh, yeah, I guess they could back on this episode. Yeah, I did think visually it was something that was a lot better than most of the other episodes. It, it was pretty good. I just wish that the writing itself, the plot, was at that same level. This episode to me was just so very basic. They were kind of <laughs> reusing segments that they just did. Let's have, uh, what is it, Crunch go save the kid two times. And it just, it, I don't know. It it was so uneventful. And, and it seemed like this was going to be one of those episodes where they kind of dedicated towards one of the robots to kind of like 
I don't know, shine a spotlight on their abilities and stuff like that. But but Crunch has nothing, and they didn't. This was their opportunity to kind of make him uh, more than just a joke character every episode, and he was nothing but a joke character this most of this episode. <laughs> I like uh, how there was like a brief five seconds of maybe he'll have I don't know something like to, like right at the end where he's just like being sad over the kid leaving, and then immediately is like I'm hungry, and I'm like yeah, yeah. Uh, away, I guess. yeah, yeah. It was like man, once that happened, I was like man, this episode is just terrible. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that I don't know. I kind of went. I kind of went once. I once I started to see that. Oh, they're probably going to make this a crunch episode. Maybe he'll be a little bit more interesting. And then he wasn't. And then it kept happening. Where like here's an opportunity to do a little bit more in the middle. Where I guess he was uh, underground, and he was when him and Bort were running from that that I don't know Terminator like robot. It seemed like th- th- there could have been something there that they kind of w- were starting to, to do, but it, it just didn't pan out. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was more for the spectacle of everything, you know, but what, you're 100% right. They, they really kind of dropped the ball where they could have made this a, a an episode, you know, explaining more of Crunch's character other than funny fat guy that eats things. I mean, I, I as I said, I like the spectacle and I, I like the little bit of relationship that he made uh, him and, and the kid have, but mm-hmm. they, they, could, they could have done a lot more. You're right. Yeah. So this was the first episode where they actually recognized the shadow agent. They were like, hey, I know, blah, blah, blah. So they've mm. actually had past episodes we haven't seen with her in it. Yeah, I have here. It's like, Rob knew about Belladon before? Okay. Continuity, <laughs> like, I guess. And then I have another quote here, which was pretty funny. Where did the evil person go? Maybe we should try that skull-shaped building. I don't know <laughs> if that's what they actually said, but that's what I wrote after the, the line. <laughs> yeah. But no, um, I did like the villain because that robot was able to fight all of the orbots right and like stand up against them but then of course our main villain is actually what defeated by a kid so well, how did, well, where does her robot go pocket yeah dimension. I'm, I'm trying to remember it, 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 it seemed like he was there and then he just wasn't like the focus well, yeah. immediately turned to the protean uh didn't he go inside the the shadow walker and power it up oh uh, <laughs> like, like he like went in there and he was like w- w- doing the shadow walker and that was like, the last we saw of him. And then the Protean was like, "Here I am, I'm the Blob." Yeah, so I guess yeah, he just went down with the ship. I guess. Yeah. Okay. And, and, yeah, and then, missed that. And th- yeah, and then and then Rob was like, "I'm going to use pseudoscience. This expands using oxygen. Let's use carbon dioxide." Like, okay, okay. Does anybody know about science? To know what would happen if they did that instead? I mean, I mean, you're taking away the fuel source. So it wouldn't grow, but it wouldn't freeze unless that's something it would already do. That was kind of weird. I was like, all right, we're just going to go with it. Not going to listen anymore. Just just go with it. Uh, I should just play the more you know whenever someone explains real science after something like this. Yes. No one talks about Yeah. I do remember the whole reason this started is because that kid stole it. So then the good and the bad guys are trying to go after it, but what did he do at the end that helped save the day? Are you talking about the kid or the thief? Yeah, the kid thief. What did he? Yeah, he like threw he like threw it at them. He's like, "You want it?" And then he opened it and then showed what happened. And then the and then I was at Belldon. I was like, "You fool! You young fool!" Something (laughs) like that. (laughs) And then Rob has to do his fake science to stop what the kid did. Is that what happens? Yeah. 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 Okay. Just that little gap of 30 seconds I was missing in my brain. And then the kid's like, I'm going to keep this guy straight so you don't have to put us on the bad planet. It'll be fine. And he's like, well, I guess I got to go get a job. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I, I appreciate the callback to Devil's Asteroid. I'm like, oh, somebody's paying attention. <laughs> I, I I like how stuff is just easily resolved in cartoons. They're like, oh, you don't need to go to child services or... <laughs> you know, we're just going to believe the word of this adult who used to be a bad person. This sounds like an old, like, Cockney Pirates. Like, it's like, like I don't even know what accent that is. <laughs> so, Thomas, did you like the thing is turning flowers solid? So they're like, looks like another solid defeat. <laughs> I don't even think that's a pun. I didn't even think that was funny. Um, I'm going to say that was not funny. <laughs> <laughs> So 
<laughs> oh, I have a question here. Does the Galactic Patrol recompensate people who have their buildings and, and stuff damaged during Mighty Orbot's fights? How would they even have the money? The damage that that thing did. They took out that whole tower, so they're gonna pay for a new building that Rob damaged with the carbon dioxide. Even though you know, otherwise it was gonna take over the whole world. But yeah, I understand. I I have a note here about the end with uh, Crunch going. He's okay. He's just eating property again. (laughs) Oh God. He's like, I'm gonna eat the street sign. Oh, Crunch, you're doing just fine. There was yeah. a cool little, I don't know if it was a Lupin reference or like a Cobra reference, but when Kleptos was running down the, uh, was it the Shadow Walker, he was like doing this weird run where he's like hands over feet type run. It's very, it was very like Lupin the third. And it's only for like, maybe like a second he does that. But they just remind me of Lupin. It's funny. My final comment is I like this episode, despite it not being as over the top as a lot of the other episodes. Yeah, I I, I feel that way. I mean, it's, as I said, the crunch thing really bums me out because it's like they could have pushed it a little more. But yeah. other than that, I, I kind of like the smaller. Well, it's technically big stakes because it's going to eat the entire planet. <laughs> but, it <wasn't, laughs> but it wasn't like throwing a rock onto a planet to make it explode big, you know, like the first <laughs> episode. Yeah, I like it, too. I, I wish that they had a chance to do more episodes and maybe they would have planned out more episodes like this where... It's not just some crazy giant monster, but, you know, you're just dealing with just like regular people. Yeah. And I think was the Space Cobra reference of just kind of being planet side and having some type of like bounty hunter trying to get the characters. I I thought I I think that's why I felt this was very, you know, very in the line of Cobra esque. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, Sammy, what did you think? Any more notes? Did you like it overall? To answer your question. I agree with what everyone else has been saying. It's definitely one of those episodes where you're kind of here for the animation rather than anything else. Uh, (laughs) There wasn't a heartwarming Um, story of a poor boy who learned to not live on the street and get a job and be a good kid. Sure. I mean, (laughs) if you really want to read between the lines. Well, they didn't even give the kid a name. His name is The Kid. Yeah, that's a terrible name for a nephew. I get it. It's oh, yeah. Like... My one note was not one note, but one of the notes. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if Belladonna is controlling robots with her mind, because if that's true, I want that power. I mean, they they couldn't go. I mean, they only had one episode to go into it. She's so cool. She's she's super cool. Like, I want to be that lady. I, I tried to look up on DeviantArt if any of the villains from Mighty Orbots ever had fan art and zero. Not a single villain in any of these episodes has fan How art. Why would you also check DeviantArt? It's the only like, place I know where people do like fun like fan art, right? Twitter? What? Twitter's like Twitter, 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 Twitter Pixel. Tumblr. I guess Tumblr, Tumblr but it's Tumblr's horrible. Tumblr. Tumblr's horrible to search. So it's much better than Twitter is. But again, Pixiv, Delboro, Frick. Uh, I was, was going to say, if they, Pinterest, do, if, they do, actually. if they do fan art of Umbra, are they going to have to have a uh, 18 warning on there? He's... Why? Because he, he's a, just a giant face. Oh, he's just like a giant space nastiness. He just looks like he looks. He's like body horror incarnate. <laughs> so it's, it's a trigger warning, not an eighteen plus warning. <laughs> okay. I don't Get know. Your I just... Tags right. <laughs> That's why I only post on Twitter. <laughs> no tags for me. <laughs> no tags. What is it? I uh, I, enter, I think I entered mighty orbots into into here and for some reason Mega Man and, and Knuckles are up here for some reason before it starts going into all the other actual Mighty Orbots fan art. So okay. Actually some of these are pretty interesting. But anyway, any final any other final thoughts, uh Sammy or I was about to say Rob. <laughs> there is no Rob. Ow. Like Rob. <laughs> I was like, Rob's not a real person. He is in our hearts. <laughs> Uh, Andy. Hi. Oh, yeah. I meant Andy. Yes. <laughs> Not even close to Rob. My, mighty Andy over here. Okay. But yeah. So does anybody have any final thoughts? I liked it. I enjoyed it. Then um, want to make some and uh, give us some more fun facts again as an intermission. Oh gosh. Or we can just, you know, talk randomly for a minute or two about something else. Um, you can't say that.
that because we'll talk about G.I. Joe. Uh-oh. So you don't talk about G.I. Joe. One of the guys who worked on this, uh, Skip Jones, is a Don Bluth alum, and he worked on Secret and Nim, Space Jam, Land Before Time. Cool. And same with Dave Spafford, who I, I just have Spafford. under his thing, Don Bluth stuff. <laughs> cool. I wonder what the initial plan for this show was, since it was originally ended because of the lawsuit prevented them from making another season, didn't it? Yes. So they they just had to shelve plans, but we have no idea. I have no idea, actually, if the season was actually popular at all when it came over to America. Would it have gotten a season two, or was it just meh response, and so it would have stopped at season one anyway? Like, I guess there's no way to figure that out unless you, like, so release a DVD with some freaking commentary. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, otherwise, th- you don't really know stuff unless the creators are uh, telling you about it. I think... In the you can look up the lawsuit between Tonka and TMS and MGM, and I, I think they give you a listing of like how many households it appeared in or potential households it appeared in based on the GoBots using Mighty Robots, Mighty Vehicles, and Mighty Orbots. I mean that lawsuit was just I mean as much as I love GoBots, that lawsuit was literally just grasping at straws just to try and take down the little guy because there's no way they could have taken down Transformers. Yeah, it kind of seems like they should have gotten a ton of money for that, especially if they were already bankrupt, like, or out of, like, by the time the lawsuit's still going on, because lawsuits can take two to three years for just basic things. Yeah, so. and I think they I think they settled out of court. I think that was, like, the thing. They were like, uh, we're just, and I think they just wanted to cut their losses. Uh, TMS and uh, MGM were like, eh. <laughs> because, like, 1985 was supposed to be when the toy was coming out, because they have a toy fair or toy pamphlets of the actual toy oh okay yeah oh and it looks just like it looks like a uh, kind of dumbed down god mars uh are you but it never with? came out it never came out let me see if mm. i can find a picture of it i'm surprised this isn't something that hasbro just like acquires the rights to in like the 2000s or beyond for like a penny just so they can have it in the future if they ever want it just because it doesn't seem like it's it's going anywhere. Like it's just basically a dead property and like someone has the rights to it right now, but all it got was basically a DVD release and who knows if that even sold. So I, I think, I think the DVD release sold fairly well. I remember seeing on Twitter, they said like it was one of the most, it was a very, very like lucrative product for Warner archive that month. Okay. I mean, it's not, it's not going to be as bad as pirates of dark water, which never was released and is only available print on demand on Amazon. Oh, that's that's where I had to get that. It wasn't available in stores. I need to watch that show again because I didn't like it when it came out. I just thought it was uh, it was it was tough for me to watch. Yeah, just two years ago, I watched the whole thing, and it's so disappointing because it just to be continued to collect the rest of them, and then never comes back for another third season. Wait a minute, um, are you serious? That show that does have a good ending. No, it was supposed to have two more seasons. Oh end. God! I, I never. I really liked that show, but I never had a chance to watch all of it. And you're talking. I'm like, I should actually watch that show. And now I'm hey, like, the episodes are fun though, so you should just watch it anyway. I mean, no, no, Frank Welker's a parrot I'm bird, gonna, so gonna, I've already done that before, and I'm not gonna just inflict that wound upon myself. That would never heal. <laughs> That's what fan fiction is for. No. no. <laughs> I mean, for you to start writing to make your own ending. I posted the pictures of the Mighty Orbots toys in uh, the chat. They they were pretty fun. I, I, like they just never were released. Yeah, I see. Like the toys. Oh my god, they're so blocky. Were these supposed to sell when Transformers are already like out? Well, I mean to be fair, the only other combining Gestalt. I mean, other than the Transformer ones, you only had that. So if you wanted some other combining Gestalt robot, you didn't have. You had the Gobots Puzzler, which actually has the same color scheme as this. With the red body, the black and blue legs, the yellow and orange arms. This would have come out in 84. Devastator wouldn't come out until 1985. So, yeah, you might, this might have might have been the first, uh, guess, like, guess, well, we, Bandai released the Godaiken toys, which they actually had God Mars and other robots that had no, that to American kids had no other story than they just look neat. While in Japan, they had episodes and episodes of comics and TV shows, etc. So, did the Voltron toy not do that? Yeah, yeah, they had the Voltron. Oh my god, maybe I'm forgetting about Voltron. Well, who am I? Uh, that was '84. Yeah, yeah that was '84. Yeah. But like Bandai also released that in their Godaiken line as Go Lion, 
Mm. Yeah, and they were releasing a lot of them out in the early '80s too. They just were just random figures all over the place. I remember. Yeah. Uh, so there could have been some out there. Just people don't remember without the name brand sustaining or things like that. Yeah, they. I, I completely. My brain just lapsed. I completely, completely forgot about Voltron. But the but the, the, the Voltron saga is its own twisted tale because they made Voltron one, and then two, then three, and they were like, let's make a show out of the one, or or let's show the show about one and. Was a die rugger or was like number two? I have to look that up. The yeah, numbers. but uh, Voltron is fun. All the special features on that, on how it was created, is just really fun to watch. Because there's even like a promo reel that they went with investors to that's on the DVD that shows the premise of all three shows that would have been around 150 oh, okay. episodes. And it even shows scenes from the third anime that was never made to be used on. Yeah, okay. I, I, I brought up a picture on Google. Voltron 1 run was die rugger. Number two was the. the I no, forgot it's Al Vegas. Die Rugger and, is the second Voltron, is the American Vehicle Force Voltron, which was the second one made. Okay, no, I, I'm talking about the, uh, I'm just talking about the, the toy boxes. Oh, the toy boxes. Okay. Sorry. I was talking about in orders of airing. Yeah, no, no, you're right. And then they made the Fleet of Doom, which was like trying to like put them all together. And Oh, was the third one actually released as a figure, even though the anime never got made for it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Was it Albegas? Was it Albegas? Uh, Al... I don't remember the name yeah. of it. I'm still pissed because I own all of Voltron Animated and Vehicle Force and the Japanese show, but I cannot find the third series of Die Rugger on DVD. They did not make enough of any of it. Like, I, I try to find it on Amazon. It's always unavailable. I sometimes look for eBay. And it's never there. There's billions of copies of the first volume. And, and I had to pay 50 bucks to get the second volume because that's like the lowest anyone sells it when it shows up. But I must spend in 400 effing dollars when it did show up last month on eBay. I'm like, yeah. no, you can go to hell. It's not worth $400. <laughs> yeah, uh, Media Blasters was weird with how they released things. It wasn't the best. Like, I can't even find evidence it exists. I only just found it twice on eBay. Well, and I, and the, both times it was three ninety nine, four hundred. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing that. Well, in that case, you can always watch Voltron in the third dimension. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> one day, one day I'll find it. So anyway, what do we got here? Episode eleven. Nope. Episode twelve. Uh, introducing. I'm totally not the villain of this episode, man. Space Texan. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, the guy shows up at the beginning, and I remember he just, like, fights them, and they're like, oh, man, this guy's tough. And he's just like, ha I was just testing you guys. And I'm just like, yeah, testing you to figure out how to defeat them in battle later. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this guy's totally going to turn traitor against his friend, isn't he? But also, yeah. how much of a crappy welcome is that? You're going there, and all of a sudden, someone just starts attacking you randomly. And they're like, oh, it's all in good fun. I was just testing you. I, I like it when Tor goes, what a, what, what a great guy. And I have in my notes, this bodes well. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode w was kind of funny, just the, the setup for this. Because in the Cosmic Circus, that one only really kicked off because Rondu just had just a terrible feeling about the Circus Master. So he had them spy on him. But in this episode, all that completely goes out the window. And it's Rob who has to have the bad feeling, and he's he's really Look, trying to convince. Uh, he's really trying to convince him, but this guy's like, "No, this is my friend. Friendship is invincible. You cannot shatter those bonds." <laughs> hey, Rob, we went to space college together. He's legit. <laughs> Damn you, space college! I actually thought this was like the final episode because I'm like, we're finally seeing P Galactic Patrol headquarters for the first time. And it's like nearly obliterated. I'm like, this feels like a final season episode as I was watching it. And then I forgot there was a 13th episode. When he was testing them, the Warbots could have accidentally crushed and killed him. <laughs> I was like, you know, because they could have thought he was a shadow villain. So I don't know. Whatever. A lot was riding on the him being better than the Orbots. I, I, the One thing that was funny is like the guys like Tadia, the, the new guy, Dren Drennan. Is that his name? Yep. Yeah. He says, hey, Dia, how would you like to hear stories about your father? And Rondo immediately interrupts to, like, talk about something else. Very, like, uh, uh, um, like, because he just. <laughs> those college days. <laughs> no one needs to hear those. 
Maybe he could have said, why, when I knew your mother, since, you know, we never see her mother in the series. <laughs> Part of the Dead Parent Club. Oh, season two. That's season two. Oh. <laughs> but then we don't see Rob's parents either. But then, you know, he's an adult and she's an adult too. Maybe she just happens to coincidentally be working with her father and her mom's still alive, you know, baking for Rondu every time he comes home, you know. I made you cookies. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I wrote as Drennan turns around, he's going to do an evil smirk, and then then it happens. <laughs> and so I wrote as so I was like, I, I rolled at that. I rolled at that because my prediction came true. It wasn't but even it, after it that, though, an evil like, smirk. What? Well, I, I worry. Well, I guess there's probably two like close up of his face that happened. I guess the first time it happened, he is right after they met Rondu and they're walking away. And he's like, How did the, 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 um, how did Orbots fare against you? And he was like, Oh, they put up, they made it, they put up a good fight. It was hard. And then he, he turns back to them and, and smiles. Thanks for lying. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I like his response. Not everyone is a villain in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> uh the galactic patrol won't believe what i have to tell them i'm like yeah they won't believe you're gonna betray them is that what you're saying because <laughs> i'm just like come on i can't be wrong about this this is so everywhere i was telling sammy beforehand there's a scene where rob is sitting down and realizes he needs to get in his gear and in front of him is a pamphlet that says the drennan device so drennan took the time out of to, for this plan to make thousands and thousands of pamphlets of his fake plan to like really sell it to his people. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Look, he's just very thorough. He's extremely thorough. Like, good job, dude. Like, I, I get good for you. And then this is me writing the episode while I'm watching it because they laugh and he uh, he says, "Oh, we play games all the time in college, Drennan." And Drennan's like, "Yeah, but you always won." And then my note is. Yep, revenge, because he was never good enough and always lived under Rondu's shadows. That's exactly why he's going to turn evil, isn't it? That's that's always how that happens. Also, speaking of that scene where they're just like, hey, we're going to settle this with our mind, and then mind laser beams happen. Like, <laughs> is that a thing? Is that a thing from the 80s to the 90s? Because, like, oh. I feel like G.I. Joe did the same thing, but most notably... Yu-Gi-Oh does this between Pegasus and Bakora with their stupid Millennium items, and it's the dumbest thing every time. <laughs> we, we know what happens later, right? Suddenly we enter the age of computers, and all that same stuff now just transitions into VR space in the 90s cartoons. Because I don't think that ever went away. Well, at least when I was a kid. The ancient Egyptian magical laser beams? <laughs> yeah, like the laser beams are like all go with... I thought you were talking about mind lasers, right? Yeah, my whatever laser beams that are somehow related to mind power. Because then, like, even in the VR, it's like your mind is creating all the lights and stuff or whatever. Mind bullets. Boom. That's telekinesis, Kyle. Thank you. Was it another one of those things where they're like, ah, we're having a mind battle. If I die here, I die in the real world. (laughs) Just like. No. No. Wait, what are we? What? (laughs) Is that what? Did did they bring that up at all? Is that was that going to happen in their mind battle? I'm so confused right now. <laughs> well, you know how like there's always mind battles or things like that where they're like, ah, oh, if I'm injured in my mind, I'm injured in the real world or vice versa. I you know. I guess that is the thing that happens. I don't know if they brought that up at but all. That, or if it was just No, mind. that makes more sense than fucking laser beams, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's my issue is that somehow <laughs> we have mind laser beams. Listen, Sam. Listen, Sam. How would you how would you animate psychic powers? Tell me how mm-hmm. you would do this. Go, let's go back to let's go back to 1980 84 TNF and be like, listen, I have to tell you, you're doing it wrong. Just. Uh, I mean, the answer is just. <laughs> I mean, that was Wait. obviously the way to do it. I mean, because they made what? Not only did they have Professor X do it, they had Jean Grey do it, and it was just constantly just mind lasers all the time. <laughs> Ah, this is the most powerful psychic force I have ever experienced. Ah, that was like Xavier every other episode in the X Men yeah. cartoon. You right, <laughs> <laughs> stupid psychic mind powers. <laughs> oh, I have an episode. I have an episode for uh, Thomas here. 
<laughs> Bort turns into a drill vehicle that all six figures can ride in, and you question the transformer size changing properties. <laughs> the, the, yeah, this is their their very own Skyfire. <laughs> I mean, I guess with this episode, I had to, well this series, I had to get used to it immediately because when they form Mighty Orbots, they. Uh, uh, clearly they grow exponentially compared to their regular forms. Yeah, actually, yeah, they do. <laughs> Why explain things? And speaking of their regular forms, okay, yeah, you can't fight as Mighty Orbots because somehow mind lasers have stopped you guys from staying together, but you guys have fought while you are the regular, like, Orbots, so why... How did they end up be becoming a? Uh, how did they end up getting captured and just like giving up and be ending up being jailed? <laughs> it's like that made no <laughs> sense to me. It's like just a guy just pushes them in the back and they're just like immediately de defeated. Mm -hmm. Like I, I have it here. It's like everything Bort turns into is just slightly off looking and weird, but it's so charming. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just a little just strange. Like yeah. It's a very strange looking like the like the drill is just like his head but like looking really sullen and it's like just hop in guys it's like oh Bort. <laughs> he's trying his best he really is i identify with Bort. yeah so one thing i thought was interesting is rondu actually gets involved in the plot a lot this episode right because he got in a lot of the action you know with his i guess with yeah, his I mean, finally yeah, I mean, instead of just like Rob, go do something. I mean, where powerless. was all the mind laser stuff when the planet was being attacked? Like every other episode. <laughs> oh yeah, mind lasers are only mind lasers are only a last resort. They're only effective against mind other mind lasers. So, did Drennan manipulate Rondu's mind? Did he manipulate his mind to be to to turn like his like I guess mind energy into the giant beast, or was Rondu actually the giant beast? In the this episode, right? No, that was that, that was the other episode with the space pirate. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I I think, I mean, it gets it gets a it gets a little gets a little hazy at times. But that guy, yeah, he, I forgot. Uh, Shrike, his name was Shrike, uh, mm -hmm. and he, uh, I forgot what he did, but he like he used Rondu's energy against him, and then he turned into different color energy beings that happened oh, to yeah. coincide with the colors of the Orbots. Yeah, that was a different mm -hmm. episode. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, so how stupid is Dia going to be now, this episode? What is it? Rob is on the TV with Rondu, and Rondu clearly straight flat out to him. And Dia has to know this now, but there is no mention of it ever again later this episode at all. I, she has episode, to be discovered at this episode. This episode just shows to me how pointless Dia is those last few episodes. Ah. Uh, and she was so interesting the first three episodes. Yeah, and, and she's like, I need, I, Father, I need to help you. And he's like, no, dear, I got to do this myself because I'm a man. But, like, even, it just, it just like, how cool would it have been if, he like, the daughter helped and he goes, this is a family affair or something, and, like, boom, beat it, beat him, you know? It's just, like, that would have given Dia some type of other character other than Rob's love interest, you know? And the situation was dire enough. I mean, they, they could not use Mighty Orbots. You need help. <laughs> Let her help. <laughs> well, and you know why, of those initial three episodes, Michael Reeves wrote those first two revolving around Dia being more actionable in the plot. So it might have been writers after that ju that just saw her as a love interest and didn't know what to do with her throughout the episode when having to deal with, you know, Rob and six other robots. Yeah. It's like, how do I write? <laughs> Yeah, I I feel that's really wa real <laughs> wasted potential. We write multiple characters. <laughs> yeah, I mean you have this entourage of characters, but like uh, you could, I, I really wish like Dia came in at the last second. It was like, Dad, I'm here to help you, and and then Rondu's like, No, and then it's like, No, I you need help, and then that could be the lesson at the end. But instead, the lesson, the the, the joke at the end is like, I left my magnet on. What? <laughs> Yeah. And it, it captured Crunch in a magnet. It's like, okay. Or there could have been like, what if, you know, Rob's, you know, too sick one day or kidnapped. And then they're like, oh, God, who's going to do it? And they have to like, you know, Dia has to learn to be the commander one day or something. That could have been a weird episode as she like hits the wrong buttons. Yeah, it just it unfortunately feels like this is a boy show. We will only be concerned with boys. 
And the two girl robots. I'm trying yeah, so hard it. not to talk about G.I. Joe. <laughs> okay, so something funny. Rondu and Dia have a space chase off the planet. Then Rob and the Orbots just appear with them later. I guess we assume that Orbots can get through, but I have doubts on Rob's little white car <laughs> getting through and just magically appearing. Because they were infiltrating, what, Umbra's spaceship, right? That's what they were trying to board? That was attacking Galactic Headquarters? Yeah. Okay. I'm just like, all right, guess he's here now. No transition. Well, they were using them as a uh, distraction type thing. So, I mean, like, mm -hmm. I think it was like more or less focused on Rondu. Yeah, yeah. And also, I put, I think, how warriors is this strategy? All right, I don't remember my own handwriting. Mighty Orbots picks up spaceships and places them in first on the big spaceships so their thrusters melt and stick themselves to the big spaceship. Is that is that what happened? I <laughs> I saw that and I was like, okay, what is going on? Oh, Did hilarious. He, gra he grabs uh, another ship and puts yeah. it next to the other ship. I'm like, okay, is he is he going to build a big ship? And, and, and he had a giant shuriken out of, you yeah. know, four ships, but he just didn't throw it, you know, like one. Yeah, because at the end, he's, like, carrying the ship with all these other tiny ships on it. But it's my note here. It goes, fusing ships into one big ship? Sure, why not? I kind of wish Gary would have explained that because that's a blink-and-you'll-miss moment. Like, it happens so quickly, what he's yeah. doing. That would have that been great. It's like, yeah, you just have to see what they're doing. Because like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm busy typing up my, my uh, synopsis for this, kind of paying attention to uh, looking on the other screen. If I didn't pay explicit attention, I would have missed that scene because it's, like, four seconds long. It's like, I wish Gary Owens was like, it's like, looks like the Orbots are making a giant ship or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they usually Rob says something or the narrator says something. I, yeah, it was just, that just happened. I, I was really confused. Yeah. yeah. How did the episode end? Because uh, I think I stopped taking notes and just watched <laughs> the last few minutes because I don't have anything else. In, in my notes, I have, it was the friends we made in the end. <laughs> what? Yeah, pretty because much. Because Rondo was like, he was my friend, Rob. But I have real friends, like you, I think. <laughs> I think. How did they defeat him in the end? Like, just throw that those mer merged spaceships at the big spaceship? Kinda. Okay. Really? I'm just trying to go off on my memory now. I can't remember how they actually defeated it at the end. Well, well once, once Rondo uh, got Drennan out of the mind lock, it was like, all right, Orbots, you can do your thing. And the Orbots did the thing with the ships, making, you know, their, you know... Oh, because it was Umbra's armada, so they just glued them all together and threw them away, right? Yeah, kind of. They didn't explain again. They didn't explain how they threw them away, which doesn't really matter in the situation. Yeah. So there wasn't one just... main ship; it was a tons of mini ships. Okay. Well, it was. The, I think it was the one big one, and then the little spiky ships around it. Okay. And then Umbra retreated like all '80s villains do, right? Yeah. Oh wait a minute! Wait wait oh um, uh, it's like yes, uh, I have in my notes saying. Yes, Umbra, move the entire planet, Shadow Star. Like he would, it was. Am I wrong? But didn't he just move the planet closer to Earth? Wasn't there a scene with just the planet moving? Or am I completely making that up? Well, it is his spaceship, so I guess he I, can move it wherever he wants. I, I love how the show is so fast and loose with like the amount of space that is in space. <laughs> like if they, if you're galaxies away, that's gonna take a bit. I mean, I, I know I'm putting real life facts into there. I wrote that in my ep in my episode, my last episode, because I said that one girl, Belladonna, contacted Umbra and said, I need this. And she had it like in five seconds, even though they're galaxies away from where Umbra is. Yeah. And that's fine. It's just like, OK, we don't need to put that sense in this because I'm not going to I'm not going to take take points off an 80 show for not making sense. <laughs> I mean, I did kind of <laughs> notice that because at the be beginning of this episode, they basically say that the convoy I think it was this episode that the convoy had been traveling for thousands of light years. And the way they were describing the situation just made it seem like it wasn't a short, a short journey. It seemed like they were traveling oh. for a little mm -hmm. while before, uh, before Rondu, uh, not Rondu, before Drennan showed up and was like buzzing them. Okay. I think this was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I was, I was pretty amused because uh, mostly because of the, uh, the Drennan character, the voice, mm -hmm. I, I just liked the character just in I don't know, the dialogue and just the dynamic between him and Rondu and, and Rob. And do we do we ever figure out who voiced Drennan? I know Sammy was asking that. I just thought it was Don Messick. I, I didn't yeah. I didn't look it too much up. <laughs> Six male voice actors on the show. So it's like yeah. I, it's gotta be one of them. 
I guess we'll have to look up MD because they only list five of the villains on the actual Wikipedia page. So, so what about you, uh, Sammy? Final thoughts on this? Not really. I think we covered it all. Any more, Andy? No, I uh, I thought it was a, thought it was a fun episode. I enjoyed the fact that uh, Rondu was like the uh, you know the the main focus, talking about space college and whatnot. You know, space <laughs> space college. <laughs> Did they actually call it space college? I think I don't remember. I, I have just in here in all caps space college. Okay, I thought that would have been hilarious because I don't remember at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was I the mean, episode. I think they did. <laughs> I don't remember anything else. And to me, I feel like that sounds familiar. So <laughs> they couldn't have called it. That would be crazy. They couldn't have it, called it space. College. I think it was like space Academy or something like that. So yeah, something, something as derivative, but this episode had really beautiful, like uh, panning shots and like space fighting shots. And that's what made me want to look up who did what in the animation stab, because it's just, there's this one like tracking shot where it's just going through the planet and it's like no reused frames of animation and it's just beautiful and only lasts like 10 seconds, but it's just like, man, th th this, this show was bleeding animation budget. They are just, so you should check out IMDB because it lists a ton of artists for the entire series. Yeah. I got a, got a list in yellow font right here. Cause I got, I got the storyboard guys. I got the art director, Sichi Kobayashi. He did take a wild guess. Cobra. He did Venus yeah. Wars, Orgus. But um, for some reason, it doesn't list any of the additional voices. It only lists the main characters in the series yeah. cast. It doesn't list any of the one-offs, which is really weird. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not too weird for 80s. Oh, I have another note for Sammy here. Hiroshi Uchida, who was one of the key animators, he worked on Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel. Huh. <laughs> You're it's actually kind of interesting, because like, Zeal actually does have a good animation. <laughs> oh, is that, is, that, is that how you pronounce it? Okay. Yeah, Zeal. Okay, it's, well, like, it's, it's Zeal in Japan and Zexel here, so, like, you're, you're right either way. And he worked on Metropolis, so. But yeah, no, nice. these are all, these are all, like, really, like, these animators all did other things that were wonderful. Some went on to uh, Ghibli stuff. Most of them stayed at TMS, but yeah. So that this episode was, this and the last one, I think, really had some beautiful anima animation moments. So, yeah. But yeah, I think we've uh, covered everything then for a while. So you guys want to wrap this episode up and then go straight on to the next one, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our uh, journey into the Mighty Orbots. Join us for the final Mighty Orbots episode where we review episode 13 and the original pilot. Yeah, so yeah, thanks for listening to this episode. I'm Seanan. <laughs> no. Mighty Sammy. Thomas? I was going to say Mighty Andy, but I'll say uh, <laughs> Dr Dren and Andy. Beautiful. Dren Andy. Dren Andy. Andy Might. You know, Andy uh, Might. Wallace. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone.